up, cool safe chicks? It's your girl, Day. I'm Denisa. This is Lauren. And I'm Ayana. And you're tuned into Saved Girl Secrets. Secrets. All right. right so, guys. I mean, I got a story. Mm-hmm. So, today, <laughs> this is a story from today. <sighs> today, we met up to record, and it wasn't me this time, because usually it's me. Who started it? Usually, I say something, and then everybody just go off, and I just be in a corner being quiet. But today, who was it? Emmett. No, I think it was Ayama. I think it was you. Because you no. said Deval. I think he agreed with you after you said oh. something. No, I didn't, I didn't Who say Who said no. his name? No, we said. I'm lying. You started it. I didn't say nothing. I, you, we, it was me. Okay, so it was. Yes, it and was. She probably you. knew that when she said it. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think it was today. No, hold on. What Lauren said, she start fires yep. and walk away. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yes, because we that said, was me what today. are we, we said, what are we talking about today? Ooh, I don't. I. Sh- I'm sorry. I well, what happened was <laughs> so there was a post in the group that we have, mm-hmm. and they had shared. Ayana had shared um, a video of Deval and Kadeem. No, it was Denisa shared. It Whoever first. shared it. One and thing I about, shared the extended clip. One thing about me, I ain't gonna read the group text or the uh, DMs until two days later, and so by the time it's a lie, you be reading it sometimes, but I don't fully read through everything right when y'all send it so y'all have a whole conversation and i'll come back and be like yo so today i was like dang this is crazy you know and basically long story short deval was in this video basically saying that men and women have different expectations when it comes to getting married and sex Mm -hmm. and what it snowballed into was um us having a whole lot to say about everything. A whole lot of things. And then it right. rolled into other things. Yes, about that. roles in marriage, about um, women wanting men to come to the table and be able to take care of them. And if, also the, the Red Table Talk came up about consent. So. Yeah, so I mean, where are we going to start? Where should we start? I don't know. It's so much. Oh, don't get quiet now. <laughs> don't get quiet. Me, I, I haven't been. I mean, I'm only going off of whatever y'all talk about. Y'all don't want to saw the video. I really, honestly, I only saw a portion of the video. I didn't see everything, so I don't know. I know, I do know, like I have feelings regarding what we were talking about earlier, right? Mm-hmm. So I think if we could just talk about what we was talking about earlier, that'll be good. I mean, okay, so to start Which off, part the, with the Kadeem and the Dekal? conversation about yeah, I mean, about I'm, I'm women. All <laughs> Okay. About women basically meeting the needs of their husband and or because I think they were talking about even just in a dating relationship. Because they were talking about sexually, with, right? Yeah, they, sexually. Were, okay. they were talking about sexually and they were talking about basically his question was how can women expect monogamy when, you know, they aren't fulfilling some certain roles and expectations in marriage, which, you know, it was a valid question. Right. And I guess, Ayana, because you're the married one here. Um, and starting off the conversation, I think there was a point in the conversation where you basically were saying, you know, it's different when you're married. Like you can say, oh, you know, I would do this that, and the third when I'm married. But once you get married, it just it changes. So from a married woman's perspective, in terms of women meeting the needs of a man in a marriage, just what are your thoughts around that? Okay, so it's funny because I actually, I saw the clip because they they put it up. I followed them and the clip was actually six or seven minutes long, but so many different, it went viral and so many outlets just took one piece of what he said. And the part of what he said kind of sounded like he felt like he was forced into marriage because she did kind of give him an ultimatum of, hey, we're living together. I don't know. I no longer want to shack up. Um... So what are we doing? Which I feel like is a valid conversation with especially a lot of couples who um, who are living together. So then that rolls around into they get married and he has certain expectations sexually. And she's like, OK, first of all, we didn't just have because I think their child, their their oldest son is. I think he came about maybe a, a year or whatever within the marriage. So it's like, I'm tired, such and such, blah, 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 all of that. So, OK. When it comes to, because my husband and I had this conversation as well, and I understood where DeVal was coming from. I understood where DeVal was coming from and also understood as a woman where Kadeem was coming from. Um, You know, men, a lot of times 
you know, it's kind of like, oh, you know, men have certain sex drives or their their sex drive might be higher than the woman and blah, blah, blah. And then with women, we can um, I will say I and I'm speaking for per, from personal, but personal, not to, for, to get too much in my business. But um, like I know for me, sometimes I can overthink things when it comes to like. When it comes to just things like, okay, it's like, oh, okay. And it, I won't even say I can. I did because we had this conversation before. And I was very honest with my husband about like sometimes like, dang, you know what? Sometimes I do overthink like the thought of, oh, man, if we do, if we decide to have sex tonight, then uh, like it's like. Then I start thinking, uh, but then I got to wake up in the morning and it's like only a few hours until we got to wake up and such and such. Like, it's so many things that uh, <laughs> I wish I could see me in Lauren's face. Lauren, what did that face mean? I mean, do it in the morning, too. <laughs> OK, it balances. <laughs> OK, so we got one. We're not going to do that. I'm sitting here being vulnerable. I'm and sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. going to. I'm going to cut it off if we if we do that. We're not going to do that because I didn't want to get into it in the first place. And y'all know I barely wanted to have this conversation. But anyway, like I said, in the past, those were the thoughts that I had sometimes. So now it's like because I can as a part like we're all different. We all have all have different personalities. So sometimes I can over like I am a very analytical person and I do that with everything like with my job like I look at time and oh if I do this 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 and I find I found myself doing that with a lot of things even when it came to my marriage so just kind of thinking it through from like the beginning to the end so not looking at one piece I get what you mean yeah so with that it was like you know I can understand where Kadeem was coming from when it was like Oh, you know, I got these kids. I such and such, such and such. Because one one thing she did say in the video, she was like, "Okay, um, you know, when I got married at I think it was twenty six or whatever, I don't feel like I was fully prepared for marriage." Yeah, she right. did say that. And knowing like, that it would require that much, yeah, because you don't you don't you don't think about that. You you think about being in a relationship with somebody. You think about how much you love them. Yes, you think about sex, but you're not thinking about how often you're having sex or how often the person wants to have sex. Right. I mean, is that something, I guess, (laughs) being the one who's about to get married, is that something where, like, you should set a standard or, like, okay, I can agree to having sex this many times a week? I don't think that it's, I don't, one, I don't, I don't like the thought of planning it out, though. Like, those are questions, like, I do remember that even in premarital counseling, that was a topic that was kind of discussed, but it wasn't like discussed of, okay, well, you know, you should have sex this many times a week. But it it was like, okay, let me give you an expectation that this is what I'm thinking I would want to do. Is it usually like Or was it presented as have the conversation? Like, how is that presented? I I definitely feel like church in, in general, we don't talk about sex enough. We don't. You know. We don't, but also I, I think feel our like church it, does. Really? <laughs> Especially if Pastor Mike get on. The- <laughs> yeah, I think they talk about it a lot. That's though. Pastor Mike, and that's recent. Like that's why I do appreciate even Mike and Connie. Mike and yes. Connie Smith. Yeah. I appreciate the conversations they they had, and especially because there were like. It, it, it wasn't the those conversations weren't being had like that before yeah, yeah. I mean, and i also didn't do premarital counseling at our church i did it with someone else gotcha so i don't know exactly how we they it. presented sex well well first i think mike and connie are amazing yeah. the one thing that i will say about that though is that usually it's for married people so i feel like a lot of times the married yep. couples get the sexual conversations where it's like okay in your bedroom you should feel safe to do this and do that but i do feel like um, for women who aren't married yet, that's that's a good point. We don't Absolutely. get to have those conversations where it's like you should want to have sex, you should have a sex drive, you should be comfortable, you know, being intimate with your husband. And I feel like sometimes when you're taught that sex is something that's only for marriage, it inadvertently puts this perception in your mind well for me i can't speak for everybody that sex is a bad thing and so i think it's 
sometimes difficult to kind of turn that off and just be like, oh, okay, now sex is good, even though my perception of it was I'm not supposed to do it. So, I mean, I think that's that's definitely one thing. And then the other thing, I mean, I did go through premarital counseling at the church. Um, I just finished. So congratulations to me. You're about to get married. Um, Yes, like in less than 50 days. It's kind of crazy. But I, I feel like we didn't really dig into it that much mm-hmm. i think we had one session that was called making home a delight mm-hmm. and it was just about like communication and having like open lines of communication but it didn't really go into like hey from a sexual standpoint this is what we're looking at when you get married so mm-hmm. seems like and i mean of course i'm single but it seems like first of all before i say anything Thank you, Ayana, for being yeah. transparent. I mm-hmm. wanted to acknowledge that. And um, if I made you feel like any way prior to, I really do apologize because I appreciate your transparency. And it is not a mistake that, you know, you are the married one out of this group. So you definitely have a whole lot of wisdom to share, not only for us, but for our listeners as well. So mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure I said that. Um, but what I was going to say um, to your point, Sade, is it seems like that when you're signing up for premarital counseling, there should be things that um, as a couple, mm-hmm. you all should be able to identify that you would like to tackle the most in premarital counseling and yeah. not just throwing everything underneath an umbrella. Because to the point that what we are were talking about earlier is that everybody's relationship is different mm-hmm. and everybody has a different background of things that they've had to deal with as a single individual to even get to a point of engagement. So in my mind, it's kind of shocking to hear that in premarital counseling, there isn't something or sort of like a survey to ask, what are some issues that you are concerned about in your marriage? I can be honest. When we went through premarital counseling, there was at the beginning where they said, are there any issues that you guys are facing? They did have us to fill out a very, 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 very extensive six page questionnaire Mm -hmm. that went through like, you know, um, are you, uh, are you a virgin? Have you ever been married before? Do you have children? What are your thoughts on having children? Um, just super, super transparent. And both people answered the question separately and didn't get to see the other person's answers. And basically the counselors, cross check your questionnaires to see like if there are any specific things that are like glaring at them that it's like oh snap (laughs) y'all really need to talk about this even to like and i appreciate my church (laughs) our church um one of the things that they did drill down on a lot was finances Mm -hmm. and i guess because you know they say that divorce one of the leading leading causes Mm -hmm. of divorce is finances Mm -hmm. And, you know, the questions in the questionnaire were, were your thoughts towards finances and marriage, you know, who should pay for this versus who should pay for that versus should it be together? And then in order to graduate from, you know, the counseling classes, we had to do like a personal finance class, two of them. So it's like there was a lot of emphasis put on on that. So, I mean, I will give them that. I mean, it was a great course, but there wasn't like a specific sexual segment and i don't know if that, if that's because churches feel like you shouldn't be having sex so they don't want to talk about it just yet or if it's because some of them feel like well y'all are having sex i don't need we don't need to touch that i think they just don't know how to talk about it hmm. just being honest like i feel like um I, I, it's i'm sorry it's a yeah i just i feel like people don't know how to talk about it honestly i wouldn't even say that just the church i feel like in a lot of spaces, people don't know how to talk about it because it's an expectation that, okay, okay, yeah, sex is pleasurable. Like, that's one reason why I do enjoy uh, how Pastor Mike and Connie have, you know, broken down sex because a lot of times, I mean, going back, it's been expressed that sex is supposed to be pleasurable to the man. You mm. please your man. No, That's true. sex is pleasurable to both parties. Right. Like sex is pleasurable. Like even when it comes to uh, an orgasm, it was like, well, you make sure that he get it. You know, like that would be the first. Like you make sure he come, he get it, whatever. And you're good. Hey, it is. <laughs> we're not it is. bleeping it out. Yeah, and we're not bleeping it out. <laughs> but the way they expressed it is like, no, 
if anything, you would want your wife to 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 right. release and have her pleasure. Yeah, because if she don't, then I mean that's not fair. Because that's if he done, fair. he done. But I mean, so, if she done, like that's that's <laughs> he can still finish. <laughs> exactly, they gonna finish so, regardless. So so I feel exactly. like a lot of churches don't break it down. That first of all, just being honest, and I won't even say I won't say our church because I feel like our church made it available for pastor mike and connie to come in and have those yeah. honest conversations i'll say other churches whatever i don't know I, i'm i'm trying to be politically, politically correct yeah not politically correct but it's like i just don't want to you know i don't want to offend nobody but you know whatever this, I, this our podcast God, I it's know. inevitable yeah it's, it know. is inevitable but it's just like because you know be like but my church okay anyway when it comes to certain churches, there is a, you know, they'd be like, the man is the head, you know, okay, the man is the head, the man is head of the family, he's the leader of the house, blah, blah, blah. And it feels like you please him and that's it. It's very one-sided. There's no equality when it comes to sex, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to anything in the marriage. It's like, as long as he's happy, that's it. And that should not be the case. No. You know, I thought it was happy wife, happy life. Yeah, people say that. People but, and say that's that. That came but from a different generation also. People happy wife, say happy that, life. but a lot of people don't mean that. I've heard and seen people say that, and they will act so different behind closed doors. Yeah, happy wife, happy life, such and such, but you... you in the back, in a booth, in the corner, in the dark. She miserable at home. So, I just... um. It's crazy because I was literally listening to a podcast earlier today and um, they were talking about things that the church failed to, to have conversations about. And they were talking about divorce. They were talking about, you know, marriage and relationships. And they didn't really touch on sex, but definitely it's like it, 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 it's like this taboo conversation or maybe they feel like the church feels like, well, we don't want to have too much conversation about sex when it comes to single or engaged people because right. we don't want y'all to encourage it. And I don't feel like it's encouraging it. I feel like people should be knowledgeable because there are when you single like you could say, oh, yeah, this, this, this and this. But when you're married and certain things may come up and whatnot, things change. You know, I can say that, I'll use myself as an example again. I am currently pregnant. First, my first trimester, I was sick in bed as a dog. I was not thinking about sex. Just being completely honest. So we could say, shoot, that's my husband. We're going to, I'm going to please him every time, blah, blah, blah. But life happens. Like, that's that's the point that I'm trying to put across. Like, life happens. That's why going back to the Deval and Kadeem conversation, I was like, I can understand what she's saying because it's like, just being honest, like, if you're not feeling good, if you're feeling sick, if you're not, like, you, it, it, it is what it is. So. Yeah. I think, for me, one thing that stood out to me that you were talking about, Ayana, was when you mentioned the fact that you said the church oftentimes say that the man is the head of the household. I think the what the disservice is in speaking about that is that they never go into detail about what does that entail, right? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like they leave it at the topic of the man is just the head of the household, but it's like, okay, but what happens, like what we're saying now with sex, or what happens in finance? It's in, And for us as single individuals who tune into those marriage conferences that they have at the church that, you know, still comes to those services and kind of be a listening ear, we don't get the full in-depth knowledge because A, we're not experiencing it because we're not married. Mm -hmm. And so B, we're only relying on what it is that we're hearing from the pulpit. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times I, I wish, I would wish that churches would literally have those uncomfortable conversations about what happens when I want it and my partner doesn't? Because mm -hmm. let's just be real. It's not just one sided. It's not just one sided. It's not, it's not just men. You mean it could be the woman who want it and the man don't want to give exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. I've heard those conversations before. Like, exactly. It's, I mean, and it's not, it's not a foreign concept. Like literally even in the comments with Deval and Kadeem, this guy, it was a couple of guys was like, yeah, my wife's sex drive is more than mine. And sometimes I'd be like, hold on. 
Mm-hmm. Like those are those are things those that are happen. real thing. Yeah. I think that buys into the myth that women, you know what I mean? We should not enjoy sex. So most people assume that men want it I, more than women. I think it's not that. I, for me, it's like I feel like, and I'm not gonna say it's not that, but I feel like for me, it's it's oftentimes we talk about our love language, right? But I think there's even a sexual love language that happens, and this, mm-hmm. and I'm not married, so I'm, you know, I'm, not, I'm just gonna say I'm not married. <laughs> so my thing is, is like I feel like. Whereas as a woman, I'm going to be real because I don't Go care. ahead, girl. Just say, girl I secret. feel like as a woman, sometimes it's easier to please your husband because they just got the joystick and you do whatever you need to do with the joystick. <laughs> but I feel like for women, we are literally, if you look at a controller and you have those other buttons on, on the controller, we're, we're the, the other buttons. We're the other buttons. Well, you got to put the code and in. You that's... have to know the combination. Right. But that's that's the point of what I was saying about it should be pleasurable for both parties. And that's why I enjoy those conversations. Like, you know, like, cause it, it, like you said, it is the joystick. Like, a guy can literally rub against you and be like, ooh, you right. know, and they're but as a woman, it's like, I need ABC. I need, right. I need you to, right. you, you, know? need, you need to Google so, the combination of how to do it. But know? a lot of men have grown up to not care about that. Yep. And they just, they just, hey, it's hey, not that. Hey, yeah. I don't think it's, yeah, I don't I think, think a lot of men don't have, cons- I'm going to be real. I'm just going to be real. If you be real with it, a lot of men that I know have already had sexual encounters. And so I think, I believe that a lot of men believe that a woman is one way based off of the sexual encounters that they've had with various women. And so when they finally get with the woman that they actually care about that they, they actually want to have so that's why it's, a it's, solid relationship with, they're thinking that they can do combination A on this woman and it is not that. It's, it's funny that you say that because that is exactly what my husband has said. Like, okay, I when I got married, I was a virgin. Sylvester was not a virgin when he got married. But he said, it's like, it doesn't matter if you had had sex before. When you get married... Everything that you thought you knew went completely. It goes completely out the door. Yeah. So you thinking, oh, I know how to, I know how to get it. But this is a whole new woman. Right. This is another experience. This is another life. And then it's like this is the person that you're gonna be with. Yeah. Supposedly for the rest of your life. Some and the people don't is, believe that. And but. some of the parts is just in different places. Right. Yeah. So you need a different combination. You need a different yeah. combination for sure. And some men, I think, aren't. You know, especially some men do not care to take time to figure out the combination. And that's what I'm saying. That's what either. I'm saying, too. Like. Which goes into, I think, I think Ayana may have brought this up before about like some men looking at women when they marry them or acquire them as just a thing that they have and someone to have their children and to do the things that wives are supposed to do, but not necessarily looking at, looking at them as somebody to serve or to mm-hmm. provide pleasure to. And I mean, I think that that comes from how you're raised. I think it can come from what you're taught. But I think that you also do have that in the mix as well. I think it's just a lot of facts. I'll say what it is, too, though. A lot of boys learn sex from porn. Right. That, that when is you, when, when porn porn is Gosh, the yeah. the man, the woman is, oh, I'm pleasuring you. I'm the submissive one. I'm such and such, such and such. And then he's good. Like, yeah. so a lot of a lot of men go into that like, oh, I'm going to have sex like a porn star. Yep. It's so weird. Or whatever like, they're doing to the woman, the woman is just like, oh, oh. And that sometimes exactly. it's not even, that's not pleasurable. I will say this, because listen to this conversation. I talk, I feel like I hear from Leaf recently. I talk about my mom every episode. I've already said this on a podcast on an, another episode. When my mother, say, I love my mom. I do, but she literally, my mom is, she the realest person I know. That's just that. But we had a conversation about me having sex. I was mm-hmm. not having sex at the time. Sex wasn't even on my mind. Mm-hmm. But she literally sat me down and she was like, look, you are supposed to enjoy it. I do not want you to have it. It is destructive. If you find yourself in a situation where you are having it, you need to understand that it's supposed to be pleasurable for, for you. you. Yeah. If it is not pleasurable, you need to tell him to get mm-hmm. up. She also told me, and that's just <laughs> real. And get that's just real. And, and um, I do think it's a misconception and it's so unfair to feel like the man is the, the one that just needs to discover you and mm-hmm. he needs to figure it out. You guys figure it out together. That's where those conversations You know, exactly. It's not like, okay, but see, he but, be. But see, this is the thing. A lot of there, a lot of married couples don't have those conversations. 
And I'm saying from having convers like and that go back to what Lauren having, said. I'm saying from having those conversations with other people. And I will say, me and my husband have had those conversations. What is pleasurable to you? Right. What do you like? What do you like? You know, do you like when I do this? Do you like when I do that? But some men are very uncomfortable with asking those questions. Okay, that's fair. Because yeah. I'm not married, and I know to have yeah. that conversation. I mean, yeah. but from I, my mom. But I mean, I think that goes back to even what Lauren said off air about being in a relationship with your friend and having a level of intimacy where you can feel vulnerable enough to communicate what you want i think it's and scary for me to friends, think though. right and i think it's scary for me to 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 mentally comprehend that someone would be getting married and i understand it just happens every day and they don't have that they don't have that vulnerability or feel that they can express themselves in that way that's very scary to me i, I mean i i understand I'll tell you, I'll t- oh, go ahead <laughs> I was gonna say really quick I mean I hear you but I realized the man that I was engaged to before the man that's going to be my husband I knew for five months yeah. there's no way in the in the entire universe that he could have known me intimately enough for me to be vulnerable enough to have those conversations mm-hmm. so I understand how women put themselves in situations and get married to somebody that you know I think back like we weren't friends so it's, it's to the point where my mood could switch and you wouldn't even know because you don't even really know me. There are some and people who haven't even had an argument. I remember having a conversation with one half of a couple and I said, have y'all argued yet? Or have y'all? No, we would never argue. We don't argue. Why would we argue? And I'm like, no, you yeah. want to see how that person reacts if you get mad or they get mad. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's and it's the journey to like that type of intimacy and vulnerability for some people. I mean, I can't speak to everybody else, but for some people it it's, it's a rocky road because you do have it to is. see people in all facets. Like you, you really have to see some people in their ugliest moments to really know and have that bond where it's like, just like friends. And I agree with that. You know, like y'all. You know I what agree I mean? With that, I will say that there has been prior to me actually moving here to Atlanta, I had a ton of guy friends. I had more guy friends than girlfriends. So I've heard it literally, and I have a brother. So my thing is, I've literally heard it all in regards to like sex and what they look for in women, how this girl threw it back or whatever. I've heard all of it. But I will tell you that there has been men that I have heard talk about their sexual experience and how the woman has come back and say that they have not enjoyed something that they have been doing to Mm -hmm. them. And from the response that I heard from them, they said it it crushes their ego. A lot of times as men, they have an ego. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you're a man that don't really do much, mm-hmm. you still got an ego. And to hear that you are not able to satisfy your woman the way that you thought you could, where you could walk away from the bed and be like, I'm macho man, I just did what I need to do. But to know that your woman was still not satisfied, from what they've said to me, they said it literally makes them feel so small, especially if they got it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's only for the guys that care for the girl. If they didn't care for the girl, they glad that they got it. And so what if she mm-hmm. didn't get what she needed? Mm-hmm. But um, if you're I'm, married, I think you should care. Right. But and that's if like, you're married. But we're going to be real about it. Everybody's having sex. Ain't married. married. But even those who have who are married, some men don't care. Like, I'm trying to tell you, like, we keep thinking Listen, that everybody, Jesus, Father God, we keep thinking, Listen. okay, we keep thinking that, okay, I, I always talk about how me and my husband communicate about everything. We keep thinking that it's like that with a lot of people. It is not like that. Like, I am telling y'all straight up. There are a lot of people that don't have conversations about sex. They barely have conversations about money. They just know each other. And they're like, oh, I love you, such and such, such and such. And they get into relationships thinking that everything is going to be strawberries and rainbows and that's it. You know, and that's why two years later they get a divorce yep. or their first year of marriage was hell. Yeah. Like I hear that a lot and I'll be like, I some, can't relate. I've heard some people say your first year of marriage is either going to be your best year. Or it's going to be your worst year. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that it should be your worst year. Yeah. I feel I mean, like it should my it first, be your best year? I, I never heard that. I won't say it's your best year, but I will say my first mar- year of marriage was great. But I will. But then I also say this. I feel like my 10th year of marriage is probably my best year. Yeah, I was. I mean, because someone was like, yeah, you know, your first year of marriage is either your best year 
or it's your worst year. And I was like, neither one of them is a good option. No. <laughs> Where do we go from I don't, I don't think we should base it off of that. It's a decline either way. Because if it declines after year one, then there's a problem. Right. And if it starts off horrible, then that is also a problem for But me. people use that as a, a, like, I've heard a lot of couples proudly display, yeah, our first year was a hor- was horrible, but we I made want, it through. I will not have that and testimony. I'm like, why are we? No, I, I wouldn't be proud of that. Like, I don't. But it's it's what I guess it's it's how do people define horrible, right? Because I can see someone saying that if you if you got married and you didn't have a whole lot of money, that could be horrible. No, I'm you know about they almost broke up six months into their marriage. I mean, what I what I did learn in counseling is that year one is an adjustment period. Mm-hmm. So it's an adjustment to coupling your finances with somebody else. It's 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 getting That's accustomed. Why that post that I sent y'all. If you ain't ready to be married. Such and such, such and such. Oh my god! It's, it's I thought that was a really cute post. I thought yeah. it was too. Yeah. He was right though. It's, yeah, he it's, was. It's the year it when it made you... me happy because I, I was only ready to be yeah. there. <laughs> what oh, was Lord. the issue? It's the toothbrush for her. Of course, it's the toothbrush. Nobody wants anybody to use their toothbrush. Adjustment. Yeah. So I mean, and I, even our counselors talked about how like one person was like a toothpaste squeezer and the other one was like a toothpaste yeah. roller, mm-hmm. and it's like you know adjusting to that. Like okay, <laughs> you buy two different toothbrushes. You get a Sam's membership and get. Oh my gosh. But just stuff like that. Stuff like, you know, once you move in together, like, okay, you know, I only wash clothes on Saturdays, but you wash clothes every day of the week. Who is paying this water bill? Just things like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I can see the adjustment period portion, but I, I don't, I don't receive that my first year has to be my best or my worst year. No, it's just a good year. I I feel like just enjoy and grow. I have a question for you, Ariana. So I feel like now, especially at our church, the Holy Spirit is very real. And we're mm-hmm. always taught to like seek him and have him involved in everything. And obviously he will be involved in marriage. Do you feel like you consult with the Holy Spirit as much in the beginning as you do now? Um, Like from a helper perspective? I feel like I do na- more now. And then especially when, like how I told y'all, I would overthink certain things, mm-hmm. especially when it came to sex. I feel like those are the the times when holy spirit really was talking to me like okay i I know you're a very analytical brain you've been i know you i've known you since you were born but it ain't that serious like you know this is what you like this is what your husband likes it's okay such and such such and such and i had those honest conversations with the holy spirit which led me to also have those honest conversations with With my husband husband. um but uh, especially now because one i'm older I've been I've had a relationship with God for a longer time. It's not even me. It's not even me like sitting there like it's like an instant. I talk to the Holy Spirit about everything. It's not a oh, I should go to the Holy Spirit with this. No, it's like we could be in a in a discussion. It could be leading to a heated discussion. And immediately it's like I'm thinking in my brain, you know what? Shut up. That ain't even worth it. Yeah. You know, like. You know what? Don't bring that because I know I could be petty, mm-hmm. and both both of us can be petty. I think that's a that's a blessing. You, that know? you know that you can be petty, like, sometimes. and you got to be honest with yourself. We both can be super petty, as sweet as y'all think he is. He's a very petty person. <laughs> we think you're so sweet. <laughs> so, like, I feel like yes, now more than ever, like my my relationship with God is is extremely strong when it comes to my marriage our marriage on both parties and it's like even the way we flow and move with each other and walk in love with each other daily that's why i said i feel like year 10 like for some people year 10 is hard and they be like ready to to leave why for me why do you think that is or or some people year say year seven um hmm. for us i don't even i don't remember year seven being is it because it's been so much time or is it because you think once you get 10 years in usually people kind of change i feel like people change every year yeah though. And like, i'm just wondering what's hard about like year seven and year 10 like what about those specific years or that amount of time makes it difficult i, think, I don't know if like people some people have certain expectations or like um and I can say this because it's public. We've talked about it and we're talking about it on our podcast together. But I was like, you know, there were we had like a couple of years ago, we had honest com- like the year that we had Haven was probably our hardest year of marriage. Hmm. 
And I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, you talk about, mm-hmm. you know, how you, you know, yeah. struggled on how you dealt I, with yeah, that. Yeah, I remember your postpartum. Yeah, but I never was, thought about how that affects it. Marriage. Yeah. it and it, it affected our marriage because I was going through postpartum struggles, but then also he was having postpartum struggles. You know, he was seeing me going through certain things and he felt like he had to be strong for me. So it was like, I don't want to express how I'm feeling as a husband because I don't want to put that burden on you. Right. Or let you down. And then after when we like worked through it and we had a lot of conversations, I told him straight up. I was like, that's one thing I never want you to do. Even if we're going to do again, even if we're going through something at the same time. I want us to talk about it right? because we can work through it together. And there has been moments where we would wake up and we would both be having certain thoughts about certain things. It might be a deadline for something or it's like, dang, we got this bill to pay. And I said, dang, y'all, it sounded like I said something else. Um, We got this bill to pay and it's like, ooh, how are we going to do this? And both of us are literally thinking about it. But not talking about but, it. But, but we've... I've that's why I said Holy Spirit immediately comes in because now I'll be thinking about it. I'm hey, I woke up this morning and I don't know why I'm feeling heavy. I'm feeling a sense of heaviness on me. Mm. So like I'll go to him and he'll be like, okay. He was like, I understand. I was thinking the same thing, blah, blah, blah. Let's pray. You know? Yeah. But I feel like that comes with it it comes with maturity. Or I mean, or or it comes with just wisdom and knowing. Because I'll say that's that's that was one of the first sessions that we had Mm -hmm. was just the power of agreement, and you know, not to go all biblical. I mean, but this is a Christian podcast. Um, But in the word, it just talks about the power of agreement and just how like any two of you touching and agreeing on anything, Mm -hmm. like and it shall be done. And you know, just teaching that one of the reasons why the enemy fights so hard against marriages is because when you're in that covenant, it is a blood covenant. Um, literally ordained by God. And when you both wake up, like you said, and you talk and you agree on something, and you're like, oh, no, nah, like this is what we're up against. We're going to come together. There is no way that God is not going to let you um, be victorious over that circumstance mm-hmm. when you're standing side by side. And so I think that that's so important. Like, I'm glad that, you know, I know that's something that you're saying comes with maturity in marriage, but I feel blessed to go into my marriage knowing that that's something that. But not needed. even maturity in marriage. I feel like maturity in people. Yeah, gotcha. I feel like some people get married very immature and they have unrealistic expectations. Like they're thinking one thing and they're not thinking like, like I said, a lot of times we as women, not even I'm not going to generalize all women, but sometimes you may get married and you're thinking about. Everything else you're thinking about the fairy tale, you're thinking about the happiness of marriage, but you may not be thinking about sex and the fact that he might want it almost every day, you know? <laughs> like you you know, you thinking about, oh, we about to make this house together, we're happy, we're such and such, such and such. And going back to <laughs> K- Kadeem, it's like with her, it's like I wasn't thinking that you was gonna be like, let's bust it down every, every single, single day. Yeah. Or every single every single moment of every like you ain't thinking about that. And then when that happens, it's like, oh, because we didn't have this conversation beforehand. So you can just ask God to increase your appetite. I, I went to a crossroads event, which is yeah, a part but everybody of not radical. there yet. And I'm not a country rock, but I mm-hmm. thought it was so interesting because the lady on the panel said she was like, I've never told my husband no one. I will never forget this because every almost every woman in there was like, Whoop. Mm-hmm. You, you can hear every woman's reaction. Mm-hmm. And she literally said she was like, you know, I asked the Holy Spirit or I began to talk to God to, you know, increase my appetite or mm-hmm. to give me some, you know, whatever the case may be. So that way I would never be able to tell him no. And she was like, and I and I say that not as a pride perspective, but they were actually talking about having the Holy Spirit in your bedroom. Exactly. And I which is I know. appreciate her even saying that because but there are certain like one, we gotta remember everybody, every church and every person does not teach the Holy Spirit. Right. You know, everybody does not know to seek the Holy Spirit with certain things. Everybody also does not know about confessions and asking God, give me a healthy appetite, make me more attracted to my husband, such and such. such. Like that ain't everybody ain't thinking about like I'm and I'm I want I'm just saying like I looking at young couples today. And then even some of these churches, it's very worried. Huh? It has you worried. Sometimes it does have me worried. But then on the flip side, I just 
I because you know people certain people go to certain churches for the cuteness and the facade and whatnot, yeah. and I'm like, but spiritually, where are you? You know what? I'm uh, there's like three different things that are in my head. Um, go on. Number one, I love what you said about how, and I'm pointing at Sade. I love what Sade said about um, marriage being a blood covenant. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what people don't realize is what when does that covenant happen, right? When mm-hmm. do you begin to shed blood to make it a covenant? It's during sex, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Sex is when the covenant happens, yeah. which I think touches on a deeper conversation because people are now starting to create covenants with people that aren't they Ooh, are not married. It's soul ties. So... Um, Ooh, Lord. that's that's a deeper conversation that mm-hmm. I just wanted to make sure I threw out there so people know when you're having sex with all these individuals you are c- literally creating blood covenants mm-hmm. with people who with temporary situations yeah. who are not your husband and then yeah. you have remnants you have remnants of that person if you go on to the next person yep. the next person and the yep. next person yep, yep. So. absolutely so I just wanted to point that point that out mm-hmm. second thing that I that came to mind Ayana when you were talking about you and Baca and your relationship one thing I wanted to say that I really really appreciate um with you all is that whenever I see you all in public or even if we're having an event and we we extend the invitation to you all and you all cannot make it it's always a united front we mm-hmm. yeah huh we is mm-hmm. that what you're gonna say what do you mean we no go ahead sorry okay meaning they come together it's always mm-hmm. a united front um even if one person can't can make it and then mm-hmm. another person can't um and that rarely happens but usually if that happens y'all are like well my husband can't make it so i'll catch y'all later mm-hmm. you know and it's always for me i appreciate that because i think for me that shows me where you all are in a marriage and in a union mm-hmm. um that you are you all are so aligned with each other you, i think you guys do it effortlessly you don't even know that you're doing it mm-hmm. but for me um it's something that I definitely notice mm-hmm. when I see you all in relationship with each other is that you always look like a united front. Mm-hmm. And it lets me know, too, that foolishness cannot intrude because mm-hmm. you all are a united front. And it's like a, it's it to me, if I was looking at it like a spiritual thing, it almost looks like a spiritual barrier. Mm-hmm. So speaking of that, I'm going to roll it over to Sade because when I and this is the third thing that came to mind when I think about a spiritual barrier one thing i appreciated about you and emmett and i know it 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 aggravated you to <laughs> doing you this thing, but i love the fact that you all were not on social media um prior to your engagement and i know that to an to an extent i, I remember you having conversations with us about man i really wish i could post my man you know but but i i agree yeah right. i agree too. but you but you decided that that was something that you were not going to do yeah um, until you all got to a place of engagement. Yeah. Um, and even still with you all being engaged, it's very limited that I may see a post. Yeah. Know? When I see him, I'll be like, hey, there goes brother. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he made it for 24 hours. It's yeah. still, it's I'll put still, him in the store. Yeah, yeah, she'll put him in the store. But even if she put him in the store, best believe you got that green little circle around mm-hmm. there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody ain't seen it. But um, I still, and then I think when, like, like I said, when I think about a barrier, I still think of that too as sort of like a spiritual barrier mm-hmm. that um, you're 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 pretty much protecting your relationship yeah, and, yeah. And, and you're guarding your relationship. And I think for me, one of the biggest things that kind of makes me a little unnerved about social media, period, is that you have a lot of people, and I and maybe this is just the place that I'm in right now, but I'm I'm kind of frustrated a lot of times reading things on Twitter or looking at things on Instagram. <laughs> Because it just seems like I know like, who you talking about, girl. I know you talk about. I mean, it just you want me to throw it out like, there? Huh? You want me to throw it out there? Which page you talk about? No, 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 no. No, because no. I, I have something it's to say about this. Me previously, yeah, anyway. but for yes. me, it's, sometimes it's frustrating because I think what you're doing is you're opening up your eye gate or you're opening up your ear gate to allow for opinions to influence something that it shouldn't mm-hmm. be influencing. Because if truth be told, when that time comes and you are with the significant other that God has directed for you to be with, your relationship's going to be different anyway. Mm-hmm. That encounter is going to be different how you guys manage things or how you guys work things out how you guys create your spiritual barriers Mm -hmm. all of that is going to be unique to your relationship Mm -hmm. and i think you shouldn't contaminate that with ideologies of individuals who first of all you don't even know if their spirit is aligned with yours you don't even know if they're following the holy spirit Mm -hmm. because they call themselves spiritual are they Mm -hmm. so it's my thing is is like Mm -hmm. things of that sort for me i i'm just i'm 
personally in a position now when I see things like that, I just keep scrolling because mm-hmm. I'm just like I'm getting frustrated with it because I really believe like it is a tactic of the enemy to influence yeah. um, people negatively about how to think about relationships or how to begin to work things out or communicate. Communication is not through Twitter. It's nope. it's not. So if you are having an issue with your significant other, speak to your significant other. Yeah. You know, instead of running but, to social media. Right, instead of running to social was, media. I'll never forget. I remember having a conversation just about like, well, I mean, I don't know if they still call it, but like sub posting and all of that oh, stuff. Tweets, yeah, and I just remember having a conversation in my relationship. Like, listen, we're not gonna do that because at the end of the day, even though we weren't posting each other, it's like the people who were closest to us knew knew who the posts were about. Who the posts were about. So it's like, let's not let's not be that childish. I'll tell y'all something about spiritual barriers. When you mutually come together and have a spiritual barrier with your relationship, it be so like strong. That I remember Sylvester was on a live with someone else and they were having a conversation and someone in the comments was like, oh, who is this such and such like talking about Sylvester? Like, who is this dude? And literally I'm watching the live and I didn't even have to say anything. Literally, everybody was like, oh, no, he taking girl. <laughs> such and such and, you bet not. Such and, such. and I was I was laughing so hard, like. When people see that respect and they see that 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 mutual bond that listen, you ain't even got to say nothing like even um, Toby um, and fat, in fact, oh, um, somebody that. slid into his DMs <laughs> and, he, and she, was, she sent this face like, like what's I- up, <laughs> like what you want, like and it was. I, I loved it because I was I told Sylvester I was like, I'm gonna do that when you get more popular <laughs> but I loved it because it was and then even people was like oh no she didn't she trying to slide in she knew what she was doing such and such but when you have that like mutual like agreement and bond and y'all not letting nobody else in you're not entertaining nothing else listen other people will see it too and you ain't I I barely have to speak up. Cause I know for a fact, like people be like, uh, uh-uh. uh, or or vice versa. Like even with me, uh, what you doing? Nah, mm. she even especially like when we first got married. Um, it was I don't know. I guess some people didn't know that I got married or whatever, and it was like you know it would be you know some people would maybe try to talk to me or whatever, and it's like oh no, nah, she's taken or whatever. So I feel like. When you have that mutual respect and that mutual bond and that mutual friendship, like you, yeah. I want I want to say something to add to that. I believe even as a single individual, we too have spiritual barriers. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one thing I want to point out. Spiritual barriers does not start oh, no. when you yeah. say I do. Even as a single person, a person should be able to see that you have a spiritual barrier or that you are not. Guys categor- categorize it as, ah, oh, nah, she ain't, she ain't the kind of girl you could just, you know, nah, bro, not her. You know, that's what they'll call it. But in the end of the day, what they're saying is, nah, there's something about her spirit that I can't just come with her with yeah because uh, listen it'd be like some people i'd be like oh they would look you know oh they might and then i'd be like nah or um i remember I, I had mentioned somebody and y'all thought he was cute and i said girl no that ain't i i wouldn't even lead you down that path you too good for that so mm. yeah mm yeah, yeah, so I was just, I mean, that's something too, I, I, I just want to point out too, that even as a single, and I know we're talking about a lot, a lot of relationships right now, but I think what makes your barrier so strong is if you come to the table with one, mm-hmm. right? If you already have some type of reinforcement spiritually that is already connected with you so that whenever you do partner yourself up with somebody who also mm-hmm. has some type of spiritual reinforcement, when you guys join together, you literally have something that's strong that can withstand what they say, the wiles of the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's just one thing that I'm looking at it as we're having these conversations. And I think that's why in the beginning, my face was just so like kind of balled up or whatever, because no, I, I get, understand. I get, sometimes I get tired of the tactics of the enemy, just trying to infiltrate thinking and ideologies mm-hmm. about relationships and how you should treat your significant other that when God finally brings you, yo man, you over here thinking about what this person said, said on Twitter. Yeah. And it's but, like, but, yeah, really? it's I understand, too much. I understand much. because the issue, like one thing I hate is the term relationship goals. 
Like I I don't like Shout and I know Michael Todd. No, not even <laughs> no, not even that cuz I heard the book was really it good. Is really and good. I felt like um him titling that was a um what what do they call it? Like a uh, clickbait. Okay. Like him titling marketing the, strategy. Yeah, the him titling that uh, the book that was literally a marketing strategy because I haven't read the book yet, but I've heard a lot of people talk about it and it's like, dang, you ain't had to do me like that. Like yeah. he really goes for the jugular with some things and especially when it comes to relationship goals. So, um, but when, um, cause I've seen, I've heard, you know, through conversations, people talk about, oh yeah, this person, their relationship looks so great and I want to mimic my relationship after them and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, this person, they didn't do this until marriage and they da, 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 da. And I'm like, yeah, you can't, you can't do that. Like you, you, you and this person that you're getting into a relationship with, whatever relationship goals y'all want to have together, that's your relationship goals. Like me and Sylvester, that's our relationship goals. Ain't nobody else my relationship goals. Nobody, not even my parents. My parents have been married for 36 years. They are amazing people. I love them. And I appreciate them being an example of black love. (sighs) However, they are not my relationship goals. Because they may do certain things that I might be like, nah, I ain't gonna go about it that way. So I feel like your relationship goals should be in God and how you do things. That's why it's like stressing the importance of conversation and everything, even when it comes to sex. So it's like we can say we're going to do this. We're going to do that, blah, blah, blah. But so it's like, you know, we saying these these certain expectations when you're going into marriage. But it's like when you have these honest conversations with your spouse or significant other. Which certain conversations, like y'all said, should be hap- hap- happening before you even walk down that aisle. Like, there are some people that don't have conversations about having children. You get married and you find out, oh, no, I don't want no kids. Wait, what? Listen, don't be, don't be, don't be like that. I so, want to go back to not to cut you off. I love what you said about the relationship goals because for years, uh, my whole family will tell you, I always said I did not want to be married at all mm-hmm. or I didn't want to be married before 30. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, oh, wow, this person's married, this person's married. And I think the older people would get offended because I was like, I have yet to see a marriage that mm-hmm. I would want. And I was saying this is 16. And God recently gave me a revelation and he literally was like, because the person that you're going to be with, the type of marriage that you are going to be, that you're going to have is not going to look like that. Mm-mm. There yeah. are so many people that have either settled for things, didn't have these conversations, didn't consult him back to which this whole conversation is about, mm-hmm. or just had selfish motives when they went into a marriage that is a byproduct of all the fruit that you see that's rotten and not edible mm-hmm. and not feeding and not nurturing. Yeah. And for whatever reason, my marriage I already know. So shout out to you, boo. Um, it's not gonna look like that. You know, literally God was like, Well, dang, I'm different. Maybe I didn't want to, maybe I'm not gonna be married. And it was like, Nope, that's a trick of the enemy. You're, yeah. That's not something that I want you to have. Yeah. You have a higher standard because you seek me first. You have a higher exactly. standard because you know how someone is supposed to treat you. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you have a higher standard. And I was like, because I used to think, Oh, well, I got daddy issues. That's a lie. You do not have daddy I issues. Have daddy. Yeah. I am your father. Mm-hmm. This is what the standard is, and that's what you live. Yeah. So you know what I mean. So and it's, it's, I think it's sorry. nothing wrong. Sorry, it's nothing wrong with having standards and upholding and, and adhering to those standards, right? Because I feel like society and like even how Lauren was saying, Twitter will tell you. I mean, you can have standards, but you could be lenient and da 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 da. No, like, no. standard. What's the point of standards? This is where it is. Yeah. Either you meet it or you don't. And I mean, I think the other thing to Denise's point that I'm learning going into my marriage. Um, And also from a spiritual barrier standpoint, which Ayana and both Lauren were talking about, is this space of not letting other people speak into your marriage what they think it should look like. Um, That's something that I'm learning as I'm heading into my marriage, understanding that what works for us may not work for everybody else. And as long as we are in agreement and we have a peace about it and we've sought God about it, then that's all that matters. Um, But I, I vividly recall like just in these past couple of months people saying oh no y'all need to do it like this and y'all need it. and it's kind of like ah, we Who talked about that? it we talked <laughs> <laughs> like we talked about it we talked to god about it and 
this is what works for us. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also coming from, you know, parents who've been married for almost 35 years. um, I remember (laughs) talking to my mom. Shout out to you, mom. Even though you probably about to be mad at what I'm about to say. Um, But having a conversation, she was like, yeah, you know, so what are you going to do for the holidays? And And I said, oh, well, we decided this. And she was like, well, no, when you marry, you're supposed to do that. And I was like, what we decided to do was this and this is what we talked about and this is what works for us and so i'm i'm learning early like don't allow the opinions of people to come in and infiltrate what you've already agreed on Mm -hmm. in your marriage and it's it's such a trick of the enemy to literally try to get one person to turn against the other yeah um so yeah I think that's so I I think that's so profound. Mm -hmm. I hate I hate that. And I mean honestly that's why I do kind of tread lightly about opinions about people's relationship and their marriage because I know that when that time comes for me, I don't want anybody doing that to me. Like I don't Mm -hmm. want I just pray them through. You know, even close friends and like family, like when I hear stuff and and it makes me feel some kind of way. And of course, as a family member, you want to pop off like, girl, what Mm -hmm. you did? But it's just like I still have to pray y'all through because I am not going to be the individual to voice an opinion about your marriage. Or I think for me, it's not even the. It's not even the voicing of the opinion that's dangerous. It's the belief of the spouse and what I have to say about their spouse is what's yeah. dangerous. Um, and for me, I think that that is what I try and tread. Not tread like I just keep in my, in the back of my mind. It's like nope, I don't. I'm like yeah. I can't. I can't. I don't want to. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to mm-hmm. touch that. Yeah, you know, because I don't want you to. I don't even want to say something as minimal. And and you be like, yep, because you know Lauren did say this about you. <laughs> you know, like that won't ever be your that won't ever be no your one. comment about me. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. So I, I definitely agree with that a hundred percent. Which I think goes back to what Kadeen, that's her name, mm-hmm. Kadeen. I think that's what she was saying when she t- told Val. You know, pretty much, we're not going to shack anymore. I mm-hmm. want you to marry me. She was setting her standard, yeah. and I think. I think people ignore that. Ignore yeah. the fact that when she said what she was saying, she said what she said. She said what she said. And I think I think honestly this is and I've heard I have a good cousin of mine. He says this all the time. He says a man will do only as much as you allow for him to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the issue was maybe she had already allowed for him to start staying with her. So in the back of his mind, he was conditioned to living that way. So mm-hmm. for her to then step in and try and set the standard, it's like, but what are you trying to do? Right. Why are you trying to change? Because right. he, yeah. played, he played football and I think he went to a team and she followed him or something like that. Yeah. So it was yeah. like, yeah. But I mean, to your point, and I think we've said this on a podcast before, um, and I know Emmett said it publicly, I can't remember where, but even with us, I remember asking him, I was like, you know, in relationships or maybe somebody else asked him and I was sitting right there and I heard him and I was like, hmm, that's very interesting. But somebody was like, what was different about Charday? Hmm. And they were like, what really kind of made her stick out? Because I mean, in all honesty, like for most people who don't know me, just when we became a couple initially and have moved forward into getting married it was kind of a what can i call it ayana it was a it was a topic of conversation because we had worked together before and there were a lot of different circumstances surrounding our relationship and so it wasn't an easy step to take to say okay we're going to date each other Mm -hmm. it was we're both in the church we both work at the church it was a very like it, it was it could have went left. It could have went left. It was a topic of conversation. And so people, I guess the person who was asking him was like, what made you even want to like... Allow yourself to go through yeah, that. Yeah, allow yourself <laughs> to go through that. Through yeah. the, the scrutiny of people having opinions and yeah. all those things. And he said, it was the fact that Charday set a standard. Mm-hmm. And he said, I remember pursuing her initially and I was like hey you know let's go on dates let's do that and she literally was like nah like Mm -hmm. if you're not committing then get out of my face Mm -hmm. no you can't come over to my apartment and chill no I'm not kicking it with you like we're friends you don't need to date me if you want to be with me then be with me Mm -hmm. and he was like and she legit held that standard like Mm -hmm. and I remember back during that time like he popped up at my apartment one day with like some dinner or something and he was like I can't come in and bring you dinner I was like nah I was like I'll come out to your car (laughs) but no you cannot come Mm -hmm. in my apartment and hearing him say that for me was like 
Yo, like I think sometimes as women, we don't understand the power that we hold in mm-hmm. literally saying this is the standard mm-hmm. and you can meet it mm-hmm. or you cannot. Mm-hmm. But if yep. you're not, I am putting my foot down to say, no, nah, I'm not accepting that because that's be- beneath my standard. And I think that sometimes we don't realize that the very thing that it is that we're looking for is on the other side of really being obedient to our standards mm-hmm. so i think that's so good yeah i think because I, I definitely took that away yeah for sure because i know for i Found know for you. a fact me i have relaxed my standards in the past um just because i was stupid but uh <laughs> <laughs> and we we all are yeah 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 we've all had our oh it's a song on tyler perry it's called stupid uh, but anyway that's a good song did y'all hear that note though it was yeah. nice <laughs> it was a good song though I, I think tony bratson sings it but look it up guys it's a really good song um but no we've all had our stupid days where we've relaxed the standard and had to pay for it yeah but now i will tell you what has helped me hold my standard loving on myself Mm-hmm. The fact that I can see what I can do for myself. Yeah. And literally, like, I know I could, I've always been the type of individual who, who has been very independent, has always had her personal resources, didn't. I ain't really trying to be no kind of way to say, I didn't need a man, but I really didn't, like, right. in, in, in regards to that. Mm-hmm. But um, now, with me being 29, going on 30, and looking at the things that I'm able to do for myself, or looking at the goals and accomplishments that I said I wanted to do and actually be able to attain it by myself with Jesus. Um, for me, it has allowed for me to understand what I bring to the table. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times we say, and we've had a we've had a, a podcast about this about worth, but I feel like a lot of times we don't identify what makes us worthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we say that we're worthy, but it's like, but what are the qualities that actually make you worthy? What do you bring to the table? And I feel like when I started reminding myself about I do this, I can do that. I have the capability to do this. I bossed up on this. Yep. You know, it helps me realize that I can't just date any old. Nope. Mm-hmm. And no. I can't date them. <laughs> like, I can't just I can't bring any old guy to the table because I am not any old girl. Right. And I feel like we were talking about being equally yoked. Literally, I think that plays a part. Yes, it is spiritually, but it's like, okay, what's 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 up with them physical things too, right? Yeah. And I feel like if you as soon as you're able to identify it, when certain guys even come into your presence or even try and use your time, you be like, no, you gotta let them know, like, yo, my time's not even worthy. For, no offense, but my time's not even worthy for you at this particular moment, you know. Um, and it's so crazy. I had said this earlier. It's like about being whole and I'm sorry, Denise no. really wants to say something. No, no, no. But it's really like good. it's about being whole and 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 what wholeness all entails. And for me it's just it it's it's such a joyous experience. That's why I feel like now I have been I have gone through single phases, but I will be honest to say that this has been one of the best single phases phases in my life that I have ever experienced and gone through. I think that's dope. That yeah. is that is dope. Yeah. Yeah. Where were you going? No, say? where were you? You weren't finished, right? I was. I'm finished. I think I was gonna okay. say I'm oh, okay. I, I'm I'm quick. Oh. Is it really going to be quick? It is. Okay, go ahead. I was going to say, to Lauren's point, my single stage before this relationship was probably like the best single stage I've ever had. Mm. So I think sometimes once you get settled in your singleness, that's usually when, you know, the next season comes around. Receive that because uh, as you were talking, it. she did it in the life. Robo She rolled up in a Honda. Oh god. No, oh, she god. did not. I did not. <laughs> but I really feel like because I feel like I'm in the polar opposite like phase where it's like no 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 hear me out okay I'm here where it's like I've been that girl my whole 20s I could take care of myself I could do this I don't what okay what else can you bring to the table I, I'm good what you gonna do that type of thing but literally the last few months I feel like God has been stripping me away and I've experienced a like peace like a just like a love in my single phase and it's yes. also like a you know um for me you were talking about you know all the things that you contribute or however the case may be for me it was like okay you we good on the physical stuff spiritually you are this 
you are capable of covering someone. You are, you know what I mean? He literally showed me and in correlation to like my friendships. You know, he's like, you're able to cover someone. Okay. You know, stuff that I really hadn't considered because I am single. Yeah. I haven't considered, oh, when I get married, yep, I'm going to have to cover you. I'm going to have to do this if somebody, you know, like just different things. Yeah. Like he's brought to my attention, you know, worth wise, I'm worthy because I have the qualities he instilled in me. I have yeah. the fruit of the Holy Spirit. I am worthy because I can birth a child and raise a decent human being. Like different things that I hadn't considered because i am single yeah so I, I think i think what i was saying was touching on that and i love that you mentioned that about friends um because i'm gonna be honest this has been this single phase has been the phase that god has i believe introduced me to my lifelong friends Aww, i'm just gonna be honest i'm glad say, i'm one of them yeah i'm just gonna be honest to say that and to your point when you were talking about being able to cover or you know all of that i feel like as a friend group and you probably already know we have literally gone I feel like through a lot of highs and lows as a friend group and been able to handle it with care and as a lady and spiritually. And for me, when I was saying what I was saying about being able to identify your worth, Mm -hmm. I think all of that for me plays a role with that and falls underneath that umbrella. But prior to going through this phase, I couldn't, I knew that I had it in me, but I wasn't able to identify it. It was almost like it was, you're seeing this blurry image. You can kind of see the context of the image, but Mm -hmm. now I think the Lord is literally beginning to show me details. I think we said the exact same thing. We did. Okay. We did. Yeah. So I just want to put that out there. This was a fun. Uh, thank y'all because we have been all over the place. Okay, yeah, this that's is what we just got something this to is say. A, this is a two eighty five, and when you keep on riding, eventually you're gonna loop back around. Yeah, that's what kind of episode this was. That's what we said. We got, we just got something to say. We really don't know what to call the episode, but we yeah. just got we got some stuff to get off right. And I still don't feel like we covered everything, but it's all right. <laughs> we, we we didn't we didn't. It's it might right. need a, a part two or something because yeah. I I think I do want to touch. Um, we're not going to touch it now. You're starting a fire. I oh, am. Lord, I'm going to throw the grenade out there. I do I do want to talk about um, the state of singleness in 2020. Like, I would love we to We could do that next that. episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do. I really I really do. Because I got questions, especially for y'all. Like, I was thinking about... I was thinking about y'all literally today when I was reading some stuff. And I was like, yo, what is... What? 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 Okay. Anyway. Mm. But, yeah. Um, I don't know if I can answer it, but we're going to wrap this up. Um, we literally did not take a break. We don't need to. It's all good. Um, but um, any closing thoughts? Any? Uh, I know we usually have a scripture. I'm just going to say, seek ye first the kingdom of God oh. and all things. <laughs> it is righteousness. It is righteousness. Like, for real. Like, I listen, everything, like in everything, if you're married, if you're single, seek God. Get to know Holy Spirit for yourself because and like Lauren said stop going on Twitter stop subtweeting stop stop getting your relationship advice from stupid people um stop getting your relationship advice from um yeah stupid people <laughs> I, just said that. I was trying to say stupid something people. else but I thought about it I was like you know what yeah yeah, yeah that, that's all I can label it and don't allow for a man to make you stupid either Right. Exactly, and and, when and I don't say, play stupid either. For and me. when I say stupid people, I mean married and single. Because when I tell you this, some 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 married advice that I be like, what? Yeah, yeah. Because we have gotten some advice where I be like, you a lie and you stupid, <laughs> and the truth ain't here. <laughs> like so, um, see the Holy Spirit in them tell you not to. That's it. That like we hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. Yes. Um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, anything, please email us at savegirlsecrets at gmail If you want to chime in on the conversation, if you have a question that y'all have to ask if you have a scenario that you want us to talk about email us you can dm us um i do appreciate this conversation i felt like we were all vulnerable in many ways and this is conversations that you know it i mean our name speaks for itself save girl secrets and these are conversations that you know sometimes like we said the church is not having so we're yeah. having them yeah. so um make sure and follow us on all social media platforms at save girl secrets also follow us um cool save chicks tv on youtube uh did i cover everything i think, so. I think that yeah. was it yes. thanks so, for tuning in guys we
Love y'all. God bless you. Love and peace, guys. Bye.